These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We record at the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you so much to producer Jane, who edits the show. Thank We're... you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. We are not a barbershop quartet. <laughs> this is weird. When I first started working at the Georgia Radio Reading Service... I was reading the Savannah Morning News. That's my favorite newspaper. Oh, love Savannah. <laughs> Savannah, of course, a coastal town in Georgia, at least at the time of this recording, with global warming, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's sad. Our humor is so dark. <laughs> One of my favorite segments to read in the morning was to check in on the minor league baseball team in Savannah, which okay. is called the Savannah Bananas. Oh, my God. Get out of town. I love get Savannah Bananas. I love everything about that. And I would end every segment with, go bananas. <laughs> and one day, producer Jane came up to me and she said, you know, I love when you do that. Do what? That, go bananas. Oh, I do not. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're not alone because there was another producer here at the time who came up to Jane and told her, I think it, I just, it's, it's off-putting. I don't like when he does that. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, the Savannah Bananas are the most popular minor league baseball team in the Coastal Plains League, which I think is a college baseball team league or baseball players who maybe graduate and aren't good enough to go into the minor leagues. Right. Professional okay. baseball. Okay. They're doing the best they can. The Bananas have a mascot called Split. Oh my god, I love I'm, everything I'm about that. He's a very muscular banana who can hit a basketball or a <laughs> baseball. Okay. They used to be the Sand Nats. Yes. Then they did a naming contest, and this woman in Savannah says, Well, I don't know, I just thought of it. She was brilliant. <laughs> right. And now they're the Savannah Bananas. They have a job that they posted a year ago called the Director of Fun for the Ooh, Savannah Bananas. How, how did do you I get this job? I oh, gosh, that. I should have applied. Well, there's a little drama in banana news right now. Okay. Oh, crazy. The <laughs> minor league team from Macon, Georgia, has just renamed their team. The Macon team are now... The Macon Bacon. Oh, oh. sizzle. <laughs> and their mascot is a muscular strip of bacon. Am I saying that right? I don't like these muscular <laughs> Yeah. Food. yeah. TJ, what do you prefer, a muscular banana or a muscular strip of bacon? Um, oh, gosh. I don't know. You have to date a, a muscular banana or a muscular your... strip of bacon. Who's it going to be? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I'd probably marry one and have fling with the other on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I'll the banana. I'm pretty split on it. And the bacon's the side piece. Oh, oh, God. Okay. That'll be our last episode, folks. <laughs> I made a banana pun. You did. There's also a team called the Fayetteville Swamp Dogs. Well, Are they competing okay. for worse? Right. I think so. And there's the Lexington County Blowfish. These names are trash. Well, yeah. the Savannah Bananas and the Macon Bacon are rivals in the Coastal Plains League. So next season's going to be hot when the two teams go bat to bat. Right. And we're going to see who takes the championship. The champion last year was the Savannah Bananas of oh. the Coastal Plains oh. League. Go Bananas. They're pretty good, apparently. Okay. They're among the best players in the Coastal League. 
you go to the baseball game and they've got all that music playing, you know? And mm-hmm. That got Alexandria and I thinking about some old school hip hop. Sure, yeah, that's what got us thinking about it. You reminiscing on what baseball game music might be? That's right. Baseball's that's right. always the thing that makes me think of it. <laughs> and it dawned on me that I don't really understand or have not been exposed to hip-hop. <laughs> Big so, Okay. Alexandria, you heard this and you said, nay, nay, Amato. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we now? <laughs> but I did. I did. And you sent me a playlist of some of your favorite early hip-hop songs. Yeah, wow. I considered myself a curator that afternoon. What's your connection to hip-hop and your musical roots? I love music in general. Give me gospel, give me rock, give me punk, give me hip-hop, R&B, whatever. To take you back in the day, my mom is 40 years older than me. I feel like most people's parents are 20 to 30 years older mm-hmm. than them, mm-hmm. so a lot of times the music that you're listening to is probably somewhere... In the same timeline. Right, but yours would have been, what, a generation um, oh, ahead. I'm seven, but my favorite song is Here and Now from Luther Vandross. I love that song. <laughs> it's That's amazing. Song. Are, Anything Luther. Yeah. Doom, 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 Those are pretty doom. sexy roots. Yeah, probably too sexy for a seven-year-old. I didn't understand half of what the music meant, but it was so beautiful. Shaka Khan, I'm Every Woman. The Bodyguard soundtrack was my favorite thing in kindergarten. And church music, gospel music, mm-hmm. hymns. What's your favorite gospel song? I love a lot of things Kirk Franklin's Stomp. Stomp? Yeah, but the remix, the one with... Gospel? Yes. Maybe Stomp was about Jesus? Are you thinking about the one with Savion Glover and they were tap dancing on Broadway? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Stomp. There was a song with... Salt from Salt and Pepper? Not Pepper, Pepper. I don't know. Look him up. But it's like, makes me clap my hands, makes me want to dance and stomp. So little Alexandria is on the playground and all your friends are like, hey, did you see the last Wiggles episode? And I'm like, I'm everyone. I'm like, no, I just watched (laughs) As the World Turns. What do you mean? I'm not connected with people my age. So how did you get into hip hop? My awesome cousin... Chico had like that from Chico and the Man, the sitcom from the seventies. But oh, I was thinking West Side Story. Yeah, Tony's cousin, I think. Chico, I want to go back. No, that's Chino. Never mind. (laughs) He's thirteen years older than me, so he's like a big brother to me. He had an extensive CD collection, and for whatever reason, he decided he was going to get rid of all of the good CDs. He gave me DMX's, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, and then there was X. He gave me Reasonable Doubt mm-hmm. from Jay-Z, right. Jamiroquai. He introduced me to so many things. You created a playlist for me. Yes. And I enjoyed it. Yay! So thank you for that. I've got three songs that I singled out to talk about. Oh, okay. So I'm going to start by this song called Passing Me By, by mm-hmm. the far side. Mm-hmm. Far is spelled with a P-H. Yes, <laughs> of course. Which is a hip-hop thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty like, hot and tempting. Like fat. I did oh my God, I, I forgot that about that. That oh was, yes. That. This song, <laughs> Passing Me By, is a song about a boy who has a crush on his teacher. <laughs> or several boys who all have a big crush on their teacher. One of the lyrics I singled out was, With an apple for my teacher, because I knew I'd get a kiss. Always got mad when the class was dismissed. Oh. The teacher keeps passing him by because, well, she's not interested. 
yeah, because she's a teacher. She's got bills to pay. She doesn't have time to get fired because I'm a child. <laughs> Who was saying this? Nick Cannon? No, the far side. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, okay. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was a bit repetitive, though. Okay. Because she's passing me by. She's passing him by. Mm. You listen to the lyrics a lot more than I did. One of my favorite things about hip-hop is that oftentimes you don't have to listen to the lyrics. Sometimes the beats are just so... This is one of those songs I really love the hook. The hook is just so catchy. What's the hook? She keeps on passing me by. I get that, but the 95th time you hear it, I go, she's passed you by, move on. Like, let it go. <laughs> Where is this sketch going? Give me another beat. Oh, I get that. What about someone your own age, you little pervs? Cool. You want character development in right. the song? I like you a song like that a tells follow-up. a story. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, this guy tries and says some things and doesn't work, and then somebody <laughs> else gives her an apple. We'll see if that works. No, come on. How do you deal with her passing you by? Mm. Right. I want to jump to Arrested Development. Ooh, mm. okay. What are your feelings about this group? They're like a two-hit wonder group. Mm-hmm. There was two from them I think I recommended, but Tennessee is their most popular. Take me to another place. Take me to another That was the song that I really listened to intently. This was one of my favorites. It got so real. The song dealt with racism. It dealt with oppression. Mm-hmm. It dealt with poverty. This guy's having problems with his family and his life, and he asks God for help. Yeah. I mean, it was a really deep song. God tells him to head back to Tennessee. I did like this lyric. Now I see the importance of history. Why my people be in the mess that they be. Many journeys to freedom made in vain by brothers on the corner playing ghetto games. Oh, damn. Right? Tennessee is so poetic, so beautiful. Like you said, it hits on so many topics, racism, classism, so many things that are so relevant now. And I feel like it's just such a timeless song. Yeah. I actually love Tennessee. Memphis is awesome. Yeah. Nashville Barbecue. is all right. Chattanooga, Knoxville, and the Ocoee River. Tennessee's got it going on. The Chattanooga has some really great Wi-Fi, apparently. I Chattanooga's great Wi-Fi. That's what I heard. What? They yeah. have great Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Everywhere, all over the city? Yeah. They have the best bandwidth of any place in America. It's a fact. It's That's a- their claim to fame? We got internet? <laughs> they have some nice bridges? Yeah. An aquarium? <laughs> Gatlinburg is in Tennessee. Gatlinburg. Where in Tennessee is Arrested Development being told to develop? They're going to the outlet. <laughs> or Gatlinburg. They're going to Gatlinburg. The outlets in Gatlinburg. Yeah. I would love to go to the Dixie Stampede with you. Have you been to Dollywood? No. It's great. I don't know how I feel about anything with Dixie in the title. I I get that. True. I get that. Yeah, I get that. What about the cup you're drinking out of? Crap. Uh, <laughs> you said you had three that really stood out to you. Right. What's the third one? Benita Applebaum. Ah, that's from great. A Tribe Called Quest. This is how the inspiration for this list came about, based off of this song and you saying that you had listened to this. I think I heard a podcast or something, and they referenced A Tribe Called Quest. This was a song that I'd found, and I wrote, Will Discovers Old School Hip Hop, and oh, that's what inspired this for us. Okay. I love this one. It's a simple song about a high school crush. Yeah. Satisfaction. I have the right tactics. And if you need them, I got crazy prophylactics. Yes. (laughs) Great. Great I mean, great rhyme. The songs that I gave you in particular highlight the Afrocentric phase of hip hop, the woke conscious era of hip hop. And like who was getting woke? The people, man. Everyone. This is in the late 80s, early 90s, and hip-hop is giving young black kids and young Latino kids that are connecting with culture. So this is like... Like Takashi 69. So much (laughs) like... No. Uh, (laughs) He may go tell on you. He may snitch. 
I do love that this is an argument that okay. I almost feel strange saying, but that I could understand most of the lyrics. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, that the beat is the most important, but as a lover of words and a writer, I want to know what the words yeah. are. Now, Elton John is famous for having lyrics that but I don't, I don't know. I still don't know what Honky yeah. Cat's about. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's why I picked some of these songs for you, too. Especially with Benita Applebaum. I was like, I think he's connecting with the lyrics and the yeah. vibe. Benita and she got it. the song that I wanted you to love. That's the one by Common. And that came at almost the end of the conscious era of hip-hop as we're entering into more of the mainstream booty-shaking, turn-up club hip-hop that we're more familiar with. Common writes this song called I Used to Love Her, almost like a love letter to hip-hop going through the history of the genre and Uh all the different phases that she's had. And he uses a lot of metaphors and it's that very contextual rap song. Her stands for hip-hop in its essence is real. I love it. I don't think we can end on a better note than that. Because <laughs> it was mostly overweight white people at the state fair. So when I rolled up with Benita Applebaum, I was like, no, we're from Atlanta. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Alexandria. I'm going to make for you a country western playlist. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to get old school. I'm not talking Kenny Chesney, I'm on a boat. Who cares? You're not going to do, what's her name, Carrie Underwood? Maminette. Is that not old school? Uh, no. <laughs> nope, nope. I'm going to do some old school country music. Okay. And we'll see what you think. Oh, so I'm thank you. I'm going to run my key into the side of the I think TJ Grover sings Carrie Underwood. Sings the hits. Well, look, we all had a homework assignment this week. George gave us some homework. I took the homework from Chris. Chris is a professor at Kennesaw University. Oh, yeah. Great school. Great school. Great program. (laughs) Great students. Oh, God. Now we have a ringer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Chris was telling me about a assignment he gives his class when he's trying to teach them about transitions. He gives them this story that they have to build as a class, and he'll give them the first sentence and the last sentence. And then they each have to go in and fill a sentence in a random order. Mm-hmm. But as sentences fill in, mm-hmm. they have to make it fit more and more into the story. I thought that this would be a fun assignment for us. Mm-hmm. I got it and I shared it with you guys. And you guys have written your sentences. So I'm mm-hmm. about to read the story. And Chris also gave the assignment to his class. So next week, I'm going to bring in his class's version of the same story. The first sentence... After a long day at work, I walked into the living room, kicked off my shoes, and sat down to watch a Golden Girls marathon. Last sentence was, ultimately the aliens vowed never to return to Earth. How do we get from the Golden Girls to the aliens? And you have 12 sentences to get to the aliens. Yes. Let's Uh, see how we did. Alex, would you like to start us off? And I think this should be a pretty dramatic reading, don't you guys? Absolutely. Okay. After a long day at work, I walked into the living room, kicked off my shoes, and sat down to watch a Golden Girls marathon. Watching Blanche, Dorothy, and Rose nibble on cheesecake at the kitchen table reminded me how lonely I've been since David ran away with the circus. David! His name slithered out from between my lips in a whisper as I recalled the moment that little sweaty hunk of love entered my life. I love your interpretation of dramatic. (laughs) Diction. Beads of sweat poured down the smallish man's face as he rapped violently on the door and shouted, Hurry! Hurry! Time to scurry! We must but worry about those who are furry! My vision is blurry and there's not time for curry! Open up! I can tell who wrote that line. (laughs) (laughs) 
My most insufferable friend, Sarah, who'd overstayed her welcome by nearly a month and who was currently chowing down on the ham sandwich I'd just made for myself, (laughs) immediately leapt to her feet and ran to answer the door. With her mouth full of ham sandwich, Sarah (laughs) began to choke and stopped in her tracks. Torn between answering the door and helping my ham sandwich-stealing friend, I immediately went and opened the door. (laughs) Hello, my name's Ralph, he said. My toilet isn't working properly. May I please use your porta potty he asked politely. Before I could answer, Sarah's choking had stopped. She jumped into the air and knocked me out cold. (gasps) And with that, she snatched her pocketbook, keys the ham sandwich, and stormed out of the room. (laughs) Running out the rickety front door, Sarah flung herself (laughs) down the manhole into the swirling vortex of her destiny and morphed into the ultimate maternal nature behemoth. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all were waiting until I got that word, weren't you? (laughs) I hate all of you. That the good citizens of Earth had been desperately waiting for. The children sang, the villagers danced, and the farm animals all jumped for joy. They never should weather, for our wings are all feathers, and we'll fly over the sun and to the moon. Hooray! They rejoiced. Hooray! (laughs) And as they watched in their spaceship above, (laughs) extraterrestrial creatures (laughs) scratched their alien-sized heads. Alien-sized heads. (laughs) Peculiar, one said. Peculiar indeed, the other responder. Peculiar indeed. Yeah. Ultimately, the aliens vowed never to return to Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Do we guess now who wrote which lines? It's pretty easy to know that the ones that rhymed were Wills. Yeah, or the ones that were way too long. I think we need some work with transitions. Yeah, Yeah. especially since David turns into Ralph halfway through the story. Yeah. So she turns into some sort of earth goddess, and then just cut to the spaceship. And then the spaceship just said, peace out. (laughs) They're weird. This is the story of how she met David. (laughs) Her friend turned into an earth goddess, and the aliens flew away. Professor Chris, if you're listening, I would love an honest critique. Or a drug test. It's like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) A grade would be good, and maybe some comments. I don't know. We'll get him to give us some commentary Mm -hmm. on how we could do better, or if it was great to begin with. And, you know, we're all comedians and writers who want to get better, so Mm -hmm. Chris, be honest. Although, now I'm afraid of what he might... Well, who knows? It's great. It's great. He may really love it. Folks, stand by your work. (laughs) Just own your work. And I own this nonsensical story. (laughs) I commit to my three sentences, man. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty great. Well, thank you, Professor Chris. That was a really cool exercise, and we look forward, George, to hearing what the grad students came up with. Yeah, I'll have that for us next week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Halloween. Ooh, ah, almost. Such a fun holiday. And someone here... Christmas. (laughs) ...told us it's their favorite holiday. Uh, Mine. TJ! Yes, I love Halloween. Okay. It is a less stressful major holiday. You don't have to get ready for a family to come over. Oh, yeah, there's no family obligation. You can get drunk, act like an idiot, dress up like whoever you've always wanted to be. That's literally <laughs> what I do every Christmas. And eat tons of candy. <laughs> right, every Christmas. Again, Christmas. Exactly. I'm with you, TJ. What are you planning on doing this Halloween? Are you just going to get mental? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get 
Unmental. Unmental. Yeah. Do you have a costume picked out? I think so. I you know how so. most people get crazy on Halloween? Yeah. TJ yeah. gets sane. Yeah. 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 Let's get normal. <laughs> oh, your TJ is spot on, let's, George. Let's, let's do some yeah. Molly and get real normal. <laughs> Come home and shower and have yeah. a nice light dinner and just go to bed early. Watch 60 like, Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> click, 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 click. I become Dan Rather. <laughs> What are you thinking? I was brainstorming over the weekend, and I researched a lot of lists online of what other people are dressing up as and trying to research what I might want to be as well. So I compiled a list that's just a combination of four or five. These are options? Exactly. Can we help you pick from this list? Please do. We start out with the clowns. Of course, clowns are very in right now in 2019, Pennywise, of mm-hmm. course. And yeah. then you have the Joker. And oh. Mm-hmm. then Donald Trump. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I saw a Donald Trump clown this weekend at oh. Marble Fest. Oh, my God. I'm just telling you, at a parade. And then you had the fire festival guy, you know, oh, like, yeah. trying to get water. That was on a lot of lists. This is going to be popular this year. That's great. And then the egg that set the world record for the most likes on Instagram. You would make such a good egg. Thank you. Because you already live in a shell. It'll be egg town. <laughs> would your arms and legs pop out? Yeah, I think <laughs> like so. Like that Garfield cartoon? Yeah, or that avocado costume at Target. Yes. It gets crazy around Halloween. People like yeah. to paint themselves in colors that right. they just don't belong in. Like <laughs> Sometimes we like to wear cultural garb that does not belong to us. A lot of people do it across all demographics. I just wanted to come in with a friendly reminder. Yes. We're not going to do any different faces. Black face, blue face, no offending smurfs or anything like that. If I were to just suggest, though, I have this really great Kukulwum costume. The Indian Brave that if John Smith wasn't there and and I was going to... Just some red. Would that that be like an example of something? we can't do that. It would be a good example of something not to wear. Yeah. That would go on the Any Polaroids of me from 1995. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. I have... So I'm really into history. I also love trains. So Mm. if I were to go as John Henry... Mm. How would that come up? That's a great question. Because you can be people of other ethnicities or cultures, but sometimes it's about the essence of them. It's their outfit. What would a train conductor wear? Overalls and a matic, I would Bam. imagine. Yeah. And, and blackface. No, no. That's the part. Yeah, that's the part that's, that's a bad that's idea. That's the bad idea. That's where you know. Copy that. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think Crazy Rich Asians was one of the best movies of the year. Okay. I want to go as the actor from Silicon Valley who's also in that movie. The guy that was the lead? Yeah, okay, so would that cute. be an appropriate... You would just have to dress as a rich person, so okay. maybe a suit and some mousse in your hair, and you would look upper Wait, echelon. the guy who owns Huli? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or how about this? There's a live-action Mulan coming out. Okay. Uh-huh. So if I were to go as Mulan, no. like, would that be an appropriate... Yeah, no. Yes. That will fall on the list, too. This no. is so educational. You know? <laughs> this is so educational. We're so educa- here. That's what I do. Inform the populace. But I did come with suggestions. Similar to TJ. Yeah. I thought of things, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Maybe not, you yeah. know. No, definitely. I want to hear your suggestions. As I'm almost halfway through my list. I want to hear more. Maybe we can go back no, and no, forth. Yeah, it's like no, back and forth. This is a list hijacking. Uh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, it's understandable. We have officially yeah. started a costume off of 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to the 2019 costume off. TJ, hit us. Okay, so Kermit the Frog drinking tea. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
Oh, not a green face. (laughs) Oh, not a green face. Exactly. A Georgia peach, so you can be as juicy as you want to be. Mm, Not a peach face. Um, Any Game of Thrones character carrying a Starbucks cup. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great one. That's great. I like it. Nicki Minaj, since she's just clearly seeking attention and she's retiring, so I just say go with her. You don't think Will should go as Nicki Minaj, do you? You can do a fake butt and a pink wig. Just don't put on bronzer. Okay, no weave and bronzer. The weave, yes. Bronzer, no. All right, thank you. The thank fake you. butt, though, is okay. It wouldn't be butt shaming her. Isn't we'll, we'll talk Depends about. how big he makes we'll it. We'll figure it out later. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't have to pat it very much. I'm Italian. <laughs> you can scare everybody with test anxiety uh, going on as a Scantron test. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like you'd have to fill in a bubble, blackface. <laughs> exactly. That's true. Because I like to keep it happy over here, I like going as whole days, like Taco Tuesday. What would that look like? You know how Katy Perry has all the fast food costumes? You just mm-hmm. get one of those Katy Perry-esque taco costumes. You can do it as a group, and all your friends can be the toppings. But can you wear a sombrero? No sombrero. What about a... What, no. No, I was thinking a mustache. You mm, could mustache. do a mustache. Mm. Just no sombrero. No sombrero. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sombrero. You can be like Pico de Gallo with a mustache. <laughs> with Will, a sombrero. Well, you should be Pico de Gallo for Halloween. I'm absolutely going to be Pico de Gallo. Yeah, yeah. You can make yep. everyone nervous and go as one of the cats from the movie Cats. <laughs> okay. I like it. If anybody wants to join my group costume of 30 to 50 feral hogs, I'm currently accepting applications. Okay. How many people do you have? One. Okay. You so can email close. us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com to join TJ as a feral hog this Halloween. A sexy feral hog. <laughs> sexy feral hog. We'll have fun. Speaking of sexy feral hog, it's time for another sexy installment of Cinderella's Christmas Affair. Oh my god, I love it. Yay! This was a romantic novel that Alexandria read to us. Cinderella's Christmas Affair takes place in Chicago, and it's about the marketing ad executive C.J. Terrence and Tad Randolph. C.J. and Tad are the sexiest names I could ever think of. They were almost high school sweethearts. (laughs) Almost. Then ten years later, they meet again when C.J., who's up for a promotion, gets an opportunity to pitch Mm -hmm. to Tad Randolph, who owns a chain of very Mm -hmm. successful Chicago sporting goods stores. C.J. is a girl. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. If you remember last time, they stood in the micro kitchen. Oh, they did. is that a she metaphor? Did. Yes. <laughs> and they kissed for the first time. Mm-hmm. We're going to pick up the story after they kissed. They've already decided that they're going to work together, but CJ says to Tad, can we do this? I want to be more than just business partners. Alex, let's see what happens after that first kiss. Tad wouldn't have guessed that her mouth would taste so sweet. Why not? <laughs> yeah. She was shy and hesitant, and he coaxed her gently into opening her mouth wider and letting him explore her hidden secrets. Oh, my God. Oh, like her cavities? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, does she need a root canal? Ah, yes. This was what he'd been searching for. She didn't lie passively in his embrace, but she didn't take charge either as he expected her to do. At work... She was a modern-day Amazon, but in his arms he realized there was still a lot of the shy, sweet girl he used to know. Her touches were tentative on his shoulders and back. 
Her mouth under his was soft. Her curves were pliant against his. He pulled her more fully into his body and held her for a minute. His mouth pressed against hers and the chest embrace she seemed to need. He lifted his head and dropped light kisses on her cheeks and forehead. Her eyes were the remembered dark brown today instead of the blue-green contacts she'd worn that day in her office. Okay, stop. What? During the pitch meeting, she put in contacts. You know? uh, so she put in color contacts so he wouldn't notice her? Yeah. That's worse than Superman wearing glasses. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows! The guy yeah. looks just like Superman, but his eyes are hazel. <laughs> I hate everyone. She watched him warily, and he wanted to reassure her, to promise her that he didn't want to hurt her, only show her a passion that he suspected would be heaven on earth. Relax, CJ. He's so full himself. Let me in. I promise it'll feel good. Oh my god. <laughs> Whoa <Wait>. there. <laughs> Dad. Whoa. Are they still at the mouth? What? What did she get let into? Yeah, what, what, did I miss something? We'll just have to I see. don't think we know. I think that's up to the reader to decide. Her C- not, certainly on. not her nana. I don't no. know. Not her nana. <laughs> it's public radio. <laughs> Gays are pretty straightforward, but with you hetero people, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Every time you hear CJ, do you have a flashback? I keep thinking it's a guy. Oh, See, no. CJ yeah. rhymes with TJ. This must be about me. <laughs> exactly. We have to work together, she said. That sounds like an excuse. It is. God, it really is. But you aren't what I expected, Tad. And I have no idea how to handle this, she said. Her voice rasped over his aroused senses with the same impact as silk over skin. You know what? Silk <laughs> does feel good on your skin. Like, it does. Have you ever like, slept with a silk or a satin pillow? I have natural hair, so sometimes um, you do. I watched This Is Us, so I know. He didn't have words to reassure her. Wasn't sure that this was a good idea from his vantage point either, but he knew there was no way he was leaving the kitchen having only shared one kiss. Kathy Jane, you slay me. Gone with the wind call. They want their script back. (laughs) (laughs) He said and lowered his mouth once again to hers. This time, he took her lower lip between his teeth and suckled. Oh, he a freak. Just right there in front of the food. He suckled. That's not a term that I think is very sexy. Depends in the sentence. Okay, context. I think I'm a suckling pig. Okay, way to ruin that for me. (laughs) TJ, you suckle in a sexy sentence. No, I will not. (laughs) Kathy Jane, I have plans for you. Business plans? I know. <laughs> she keeps taking it back to business. Right. Like, this is so profound. I have no time for the games today. I'm establishing myself. <laughs> I'm going to marry you, he said. Surprising. Uh, right? <laughs> that is sexy. <laughs> what? Marriage? <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> Surprising himself. But the words sounded right in his soul. She was exactly the kind of woman he'd been unconsciously searching for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's a compliment. He'd been thinking of marriage a lot lately. He wanted her to be his wife. He wanted her to be the mother of his children. He wanted her in his bed, and it had nothing to do with the fact that his parents wanted him to give them grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the sexy thoughts he's having in the kitchen. Oh, right. No. I want her for real, not because my parents are putting pressure on me. You can barely get a guy to sit down and play checkers. It's just in the car. That's how Leon got trapped. Would you like to play some checkers? And then he did, and she's like, ha ha, put a ring gotcha. on it now. Are you nuts? No, I'm serious about this. We don't know each other, she said. And there was a part of her that was really glad he didn't know her. There were certain secrets she wasn't going to share with anyone, especially a man. So sure lost. we do. Plus, we have a lot in common. Name one thing. <laughs> we're from the same small town. Ooh, that's the worst reason I've ever seen. We're no. all from Macon. <laughs> no one cares, Sheila. We both root for the Macon bacon. <laughs> That barely counts. And we don't live there anymore. Name something else. We both chose the same type of Christmas tree. <laughs> you know what? what? That's not a reason to marry someone, not Dad. Not all. <laughs> I also shop at Big Lots. <laughs> you I guys don't know. have the same aesthetic. That's what you just I don't know how that relates to compatibility. Do you know how hard it is to coordinate your couches and your sheets and your rugs? Yeah, no, that's a really important thing that people overlook. I think half of divorces are actually caused by people having incompatible decorating ideas. Yeah, I agree. The blue, shiny metal tree, not in my house. What if that was Lily's favorite? You'd have to leave her. Mm. Probably. Tad, have you fallen on your head lately? You don't marry someone because they like the same things as you do. It's the first rational thing she said. Just think about how peaceful our Christmases will be. <laughs> We're on Tad's wavelength. There's more to life than Christmas. <laughs> Get it together, Tad. I know. We also only live a few blocks apart, and we work in the same area of town. Okay, so he's just looking for a relationship of convenience. This is like TJ, right? Like TJ only dates people who live within a mile of him. <laughs> within a five-minute walk. I don't have to take an Uber to come over, TJ. So do hundreds of other people. Live in the same area. Yeah. That hardly means we're meant to be. Thank you, CJ. Yeah. But hundreds of other guys haven't kissed you. Oh, my God, Ted. How would you know? Maybe she's the town troller. That's okay. true. Okay, like she could be. Mind your business. Oh, my goodness. This is awful. <laughs> Maybe you are the one woman I've never been able to forget, Kathy Jane. He's Wait, who's Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The name again, Kathy Jane. Who? Seriously. Kathy Jane, Ooh, TJ. Think what about it. Kathy? What ways do you spell Kathy, TJ? K-A-T-H-Y. Name another letter you can spell Kathy with. Q? I don't know. Oh, sweet Lord. It's C. Kathy Jane is CJ. Folks, that brings us to the end of another episode of The Funniest People Wait, I Know. Do you know. think she's going to... She's Cow. not going to say yes, right? I hope not. I need her to have some sense because Tad clearly just wants convenience yeah. and whatever's easiest. I think too. it's great when Christmas comes into it. Folks, thank you for listening. Tell a friend about the show. Take care of yourself. Have yourself a hilarious week. Who's Kathy? <laughs> <laughs> Cinderella's Christmas Affair was written by Catherine Garbera and published in 2003 by Silhouette Desire.